Profile series. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, joined by John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar. This is the Cedric Tillman Rookie Profile episode. John, this is the final week of rookie profiles for the 2023 NFL draft cycle, but we still have a lot more content heading your way. If the rookie profile series has helped you, Prepare for your draft. Get ready for it. You have to head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. Get access to all of our resources, the rankings, all the good stuff. It's the end of the draft cycle, John, so we're putting the pitch in the start. But let's get into Cedric Tillman because we may have saved him for last, John, but this is certainly not a player to forget about. No, it appears that the Tennessee whiteout is clearly going under the radar in the dynasty and draft community. And I kind of think it's a mistake for a couple reasons. One, if you're looking for a classic boundary X receiver, Matt, this draft class is not loaded with them. We have a lot of inside undersized speedsters, but not a lot of big boundary players. Cedric Tillman is one of those. Also, I wonder if because he had a poor season, People have forgotten about how dominant he was in 2021. But if we look back in high school, Matt, he was a three-star recruit, and he was a top 10 prospect in the state of Nevada. He had helped his team win two state titles. In 2016, he helped Bishop Gorman to its third straight USA Today High School Football National Championship. That year, they were 15-0, and they extended their win streak to 54 games. As a senior in the following season, he had 37 receptions for 774 yards and seven touchdowns. He also earned first-team All-Southwest League honors. He didn't put up those numbers like Jackson Smith and Jigbo or, you know, Garrett Wilson. It wasn't that Texas offensive scheme where you just have extraordinarily big numbers. But he was very good, and the all the ranking of first team All-State proves it. His father played for the Broncos and the Jaguars in the 90s, and I remember his father playing for Denver. He went to Tennessee, Matt, and he didn't see a lot of action very early. So we do have a late breakout. First time we really saw him in action was 2020 in COVID. He made two starts that year, Matt. He only played in 10 games. And all he did is a red shirt that season was to put up three receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. So entering the 2021 season, he was not on Debbie radars. He wasn't a highly ranked CFF player, anything like that. But then he exploded in 2021 and watched some of the tape. He was named second team All-SEC by Phil Steele. He posted career highs with 64 receptions for 1,081 yards and 12 touchdowns. 
He was the first Volunteers receiver since Justin Hunter in 2012 to surpass 1,000 yards in a season. He notched five 100-yard outings, and he scored a touchdown in a school record seven straight games. Absolutely amazing. Last summer, he propelled up my Debbie rankings, my early draft rankings. I was really excited for him, and he was even in the top three of my college fantasy football rankings, Matt. But last year, he suffered a high ankle injury that really derailed his season. He played in only six games, and he corralled 37 passes for 417 yards and three touchdowns. He did have one great offensive week against Pittsburgh, the game you were at. He was the senior ball offensive player of the week with a nine-catch, 162-yard outing. He had the winning score. Matt, I still believe in this young man. He's my second-rated X receiver, boundary receiver in this draft class. What does your film study say? Yeah, John, before we get into the film review, the one thing that I wanted to point out, you mentioned he's from Nevada. You might say, how did he get to Tennessee? There's a few recruiting stories that are just really amazing uh, every draft <laughs> cycle. And Cedric Tillman was actually one of those. So quickly here, Cedric Tillman was probably going to either UNLV or Hawaii. He was very under-recruited. But wow. actually, yeah, actually, Clay Helton, who was at USC, saw Tillman play while he was scouting other players, really wanted him, but didn't have a spot. So he had actually given the heads up to his brother, Tyson Helton, who was the main uh, recruiting coach on Cedric Tillman. Hey, you know, you guys have to check out this guy. Tennessee watched him, liked him, but didn't have a scholarship. On National Signing Day, they lost a player out of their class, gave Tillman the offer, and Tillman accepted, you know, pretty much on the spot. And so not only is that a good story, but it gives you a little bit of context too as to why it might have taken him a little bit longer to earn his spot on the roster. He was uh -huh. literally a late addition to the class. So if you think about the fact he went from being the last guy offered a scholarship on National Signing Day to becoming the leader of their, of their offense um, by his senior year, it's really incredible here. But to get into his tape, uh, very much a boundary threat. And you mentioned it earlier, John. This is not a draft that is filled with boundary threats. And that is a really, you know, that's a type of, of profile that can really work out for fantasy football. Working along the boundary, he has excellent body positioning. He has great balance. He feels the sideline well. That's not something a lot of players do, but it helps him maintain that great body positioning along the sideline. And he's not going to be the fastest guy in the field, but working 30, 40 yards downfield in a straight line along the boundary, Cedric Tillman's going to be able to burn NFL defensive backs. He pairs that boundary ability there with great vertical ability and a natural frame. At 6'3", 213, he comes with good size, but he has a great wingspan and a great vertical ability to do that. So he can add another two to three inches there in terms of his full catch radius. You're thinking about you know an NFL offense that has a quarterback that maybe likes to toss it up a little bit. Cedric Tillman is the type of guy that's going to go up and win that at the next level. I like the way that he creates space, John, at all three levels of the field, but especially thinking of those guys that are larger, sometimes they let the defensive backs drape along them. Tillman will create space before the catch itself, and it really helps him 
his projection, in my opinion, of being able to translate that contested catchability and translate that uh, large frame to the next level. And what's fun about Cedric Tillman is if you go back and watch his tape, John, for a guy who's 6'3", he actually wins after the catch a decent amount. He has some sneaky elusiveness, and he will scrap through the end of the play. He's physical, and he's about it. So if we're looking at the weakness here, what balances out Cedric Tillman's tape? I'd say it's probably a simple route tree is the biggest knock he's going to get. But again, this was the Tennessee offense. We talked about it with Jalen Hyatt. We'll talk about it when we get to Hendon Hooker, right? The Tennessee offense, they just were not asked to do a ton, but Tillman did everything he was asked to do. And what I think has really hurt his momentum, John, you know, going into the season, I thought he was a borderline top 50 selection. And after the first month of the season, Cedric Tillman was a first round draft pick. It was really the injury. He had a foot injury. And he, he missed the middle chunk of the season. By all accounts, you know, following the Tennessee beat, he rushed himself back uh, to, to try to help the balls. Remember, at that point, they were running, you know, towards a national championship bid. They were number one in the country coming off of the Alabama game. And that's when Cedric Tillman came back. He wasn't himself. He wasn't 100%, I don't think, coming off of that. So you didn't see 100% of Cedric Tillman at the end of the season. But at one point in time, he was considered a top three, top five guy consensus in this class. And I haven't forgotten that, John. Cedric Tillman is very much still in my top five wide receivers, and he's above some bigger names that we've been talking about. So a long film review breakdown here for Tillman. But this is somebody I've gotten to see up close consistently over the last couple of seasons. I still like Matt. I'm not as bullish as you, but he is in my top 10. And as I said earlier, he's my number two boundary receiver if you're looking for that big classic x receiver i think he's going to get a lot more draft capital also the sec bump we know that the proficiency of these high level prospects coming out of that conference now if you're a model savant and you're going to look at the model only you're not going to necessarily love cedric tillman matt there are some really nice numbers here and there are some that are a little bit of a red flag so size is obviously 63213 and Matt he plays bigger than he actually is like you said with his ability to jump vertically and that large catch radius so I really like his physical frame and his size career receptions 109 but I think your story about recruitment which I did not know even provides more context because as a young man The coaching staffs are not as likely to give him opportunities in practice to get elevated up the depth chart, right? They're going to give it to the four and five-star prospects. So that's a great contextual story of why he took so long to break out. I do love this number, 71% catch percentage, Matt. He has really good hands. He contorts his body. He can stretch his body. When you look at the 2021 film, There are some amazing catches that he makes, so I love that. Aerial Dominator, 32%. He's shown us, Matt, that he can handle a large target load. And what I've been saying all offseason, those reception yards per team pass attempt, Matt, 2.88. These are very solid yards per reception, 14.9. I like them a lot, Matt. Not as much as you, but I think we're both on board. He's going to go higher than people think. But what should fantasy footballers know? Yeah, I currently haven't projected day too late, John. That's my 51 to 102 range. 
I think he's going to be right in the back end of the 40s. You know, he could go as high as there. There's a big wide receiver need as you turn into the second round, you know, based on where teams are right now. Or he might go in the 60s. I don't see him going much further than that. But 51 to 102 is all the same draft capital for me. It's good draft capital. In terms of his uh, fantasy football ADP projection, I think 205 to 208. And I think that is probably going to be solidified by that draft capital. You know, earlier on, you know, when I was talking about him being a top guy, I think he was more in the conversation of back end of first round, early second round. But again, just kind of as other players have gotten hyped up, I think his stock is cooled. But that doesn't mean we should pivot off of him, John. That's value right there, right? Uh, his rookie big board tier for me is weekly starter. I think he's going to end up being in that wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. I think his ability to win downfield, get those touchdowns, and you mentioned catch percentage so he can maintain a decent volume load. That's a really nice combination. If he's going 205 to 208 in a super flex league, it's going to be high exposure for me. He's going to end up, you know, really being one of my guys. I could see kind of getting that Jahan Dotson type value on him where I took Jahan Dotson in literally 100% of rookie drafts last <laughs> year. You know, Cedric Tillman for me could fall in a similar range. You know, in terms of draft capital, the guy that I, you know, or I'm sorry, in terms of fantasy football value right now, the comp that I'm putting is Mike Evans on him. With Mike Evans kind of, you know, falling down a little bit in value, Cedric Tillman coming into the league. I think that's a really nice kind of starting point for where his fantasy football value is. and maybe represents a little bit of that upside that he could carry moving forward, John. There's nothing but upside being a rookie big board patron. I already gave the pitch. But again, head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board. It's 365 coverage. We're already prepping for next draft cycle, John. Just $3 a month. And as always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board. <laughs> <laughs>